0: got some breaking news. Hope you're ready for this, but some breaking news into the news desk this hour. We have a biter at daycare. Yeah, I said it. Some of you can relate, some of you don't care, but let's really get into this. We have a biter at daycare. I guess it's normal. I guess we can't freak out, right? It happens. That's what people will say. Oh yeah, it happens. But it's kind of weird when it happens. The daycare ladies say, "Yeah, There was a bite. Those are the teeth marks right in your daughter's arm. Yeah, right there. I was like, yeah, I see. Very red. Didn't break skin? Okay, I just want to get ahead of your next question. Didn't break skin. But we do have a biter at daycare. So there's two things that happen immediately. Number one, anger. Anger. Number two, acceptance. Yeah, somebody's been meditating. Acceptance. So first, anger. Let me focus on that. You want to find the kid. You want to find the biter. And what am I picturing? I'm picturing a little kid in a little shark costume. I don't know why. Like land shark. Maybe I'll tat it up already. A real thug. It's probably the sweetest little kid who doesn't know better, right? But what I'm picturing is a true criminal. A two-year-old criminal wreaking havoc on the kids. And they say they're going to monitor the situation. I love how serious it gets. Yeah, we're going to be monitoring it 24-7. We're going to have surveillance cameras follow the kids so we can just take a look at how they live at home, what the dynamic is with parents and siblings, and then we'll see if we have to boot her or him. I don't even know. Was my daughter bit by a boy? Was my daughter bit by a little girl? Do I have a preference? Huh, that's an interesting question. I haven't even thought about that. If I heard she was bitten by a boy, is that his little way of flirting? All right, I probably shouldn't even go down that path. Who cares? But the bite marks are pretty deep. I was telling one of my buddies at work, grown-ass man, and he said, oh, yeah, I used to get bit at daycare. What? How do you even remember? Seriously. I was talking to one of my friends at work. He's in his 30s. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I used to get bit. It's like, what? I don't remember anything about daycare anything. My first memories probably start in kindergarten, I'm guessing. It's always a weird question. What are your first memories? I wish we were designed to just remember everything. If our lives are already short, I wish God, that's right, G-O-D designed us to just start remembering from the first moment we come out of the womb. Could you imagine? Wouldn't that be cool? Or maybe frustrating if you could imagine not knowing any words? Because when you're born, you don't know words. You learn them. Okay. This becomes a lesson right now on birth. And then as I'm witnessing, you learn all the words and then it becomes decoding. Every parent knows what their kid is saying. My wife better than me. And some of the words aren't even close. If my daughter goes, me, me, it means Guatemala. Go figure. Anyways, uh, we'll solve this case, but some breaking news this hour, a biter at daycare. That story plus news, weather, and sports tonight on the award-winning KTVU News. All right, here's something you see in the suburbs quite a bit, or at least maybe it's my burb. You tell me, your burb too? But in my suburb, you drive around these streets and you often see some piece of shit junk on the sidewalk with a sign that says free. So it could be like a dresser with a missing drawer, just like the bottom half is burned, charred. The top glass stains. It was just like the ugliest, ugliest piece of furniture. And someone puts a sign on it that says free. And then they shove it to the end of their driveway. And guess what the percentage of pickups are? 100. You drive around later in the day, it's always picked up, it's always gone. Where did it go? Seriously, someone could just roll out a computer chair with a big coffee stain on it. One of the wheels is broken sign that says free. I drive by and I go, who the fuck is picking up that chair? 15 minutes later, I drive by gown. What happened? I need to know. Are there people constantly driving around the suburbs looking for free signs? And are these people serious about picking up this garbage? Ugh, Ugh. That is spelled I C H H H. Could you imagine coming home with any of that? Have you ever seen something pristine pushed to the side of a driveway with a sign that says free? Never. Why are these things being picked up? I'll never know. And will I do it one day? Will I just look at something that's disgusting in my home that we've just worn out. And instead of bringing it to the dump, I'll just bring it down to the end of my driveway, put it on the sidewalk with a sign that says free. And you know what I'll do? I'll stand at the window all day if I have to and watch. I just realized I have to do this. I have to do this experiment to see who's coming. Has anybody ever just picked up something, threw it in the car, brought it home, told your family, hey, we know nothing about this. We know nothing about this, but it's probably going to produce a ton of disease and sickness for us. Here's our new armoire. Honey, got a new bed frame. Mm hmm. Yeah. It looks half eaten by deer. What else have I seen? Lots of computer chairs, desks, just mangled, mangled desks. You know, my mom, little lady, little lady, I'd like to say five feet, but more like 4'11". Okay, 4'10". All right, let's not push it, but yeah, it could be 4'9". But my mom, little lady, took a TV. I don't know how she got the TV to the driveway. I think she rolled it off the TV stand and just started kicking it and kicking it and kicking it. This is one of those old tube TVs, not a flat screen. Used to be in the den. Does anybody have a den anymore? How do you name your rooms, by the way, in your house? Living room, dining room, playroom? den solarium i don't know atrium you got an atrium but we had a den i guess it was just a room with a tv a big ugly tube tv my mom got sick of it this is like within the year and just rolled it rolled it rolled it you know on the glass side on the sides on the back just scraping it up destroying it even further with a sign that says still works i think you know how this story ends got picked up I clowned her. I made fun of her. I was like, what are you doing? First of all, you're going to destroy your back. Yet I was also impressed. I was like, how did you get this to the sidewalk? And instead of a sign that said free, she drops, still works. You're welcome, America. There you go. So somebody in America right now has that TV. Or is somebody just taking it to the dump for the people in the suburbs? What's going on? You need to answer that for me. What's going on? I'm a little confused. This is the type of stuff that should just stay on the sidewalk for years and years and years until the cops have to come and say, you're littering at your own home. You're littering, Junkyard Josh. Welcome to the burbs. All right, there's been heavy news stories lately. Real news stories. Not biters at daycare, but real news stories. One of them is tracking a hurricane off the coast of Florida. You ever get into this? Like, really get into it? You just start following meteorologists Following the tweets, reading all the articles, when a storm is coming, when a hurricane is coming. Could you imagine how scary that is? I'm I'm here in the Bay Area, all right? I've never dealt with that. Some people get scared that we have earthquakes. I've never spent one second of my life scared that we have earthquakes. Yes, I realize. I realize. Earthquakes can damage a lot of things and potentially even kill people. I lived, I survived the 89 quake. The Battle of the Bay World Series quake. I remember it vividly, but at no point was I scared. It was a very long earthquake. I remember it. My sister did not duck and cover. She surfed the carpet. I ducked and covered our Nintendo power out. I think we were playing duck hunt, maybe Zelda apples falling from the trees, books falling off the shelf. And I wasn't that scared, but a hurricane, if you live in a zone where they tell you a hurricane could come through and just destroy your home, just push your car Down the street like it's a water slide. And you know that's coming. How do you even prepare? I mean, do you just get out of town? I bet there's a lot of things they do to prepare. If you're a high school student and you go, we might not not have school next week. Yeah, Hurricane Dorian is going to splash us pretty badly. And they have all these images. Doppler? Am I using that term correctly? Doppler images? Just insane photographs. Looks like they're taken from Mars But this hurricane looks like it's just about to bash cities in. Just beat them in the balls. We've all seen images, right? You've seen the weather, people getting too close. You've seen the flooded streets. It's ugly. It really is a natural disaster. And the only thing I could truly think of was the University of Miami has named the Hurricanes. I'm like a bad joke writer right now. I'm like a cruise ship comic. But I mean it. I mean, why... Is Miami still named the Hurricanes? Usually it's PC America that's going to attack the team names, like, you know, Native Americans who don't like the name Redskins for the Washington Redskins in the NFL. I totally get that. I support that. You know, let's not offend people with team names. Even the Cleveland Indians, I'm not sure if there are still protests in Cleveland. I remember really young. I remember being young, going to an A's Indians game and seeing a Native American protest group outside of the Oakland Coliseum. And my dad had to explain to me, yeah, it's offensive to some. Plus the image. Think of the Cleveland Indians logo. Is it still their logo? Their old logo? The chief's face right there on the hat. Cartoon depiction of an entire group of people that was shoved off their land. You know the story. Violently. So we could plant our American flag and create this thing called democracy. But are we really achieving democracy? You decide. Plus news and traffic. All tonight on KTVU with Marco Yes, He shaved the mustache mustache. I think you meant to say mustache, pal. All right. So where was I? Oh yeah. Miami hurricanes. Why would you name your college that? I'm not going to harp on this too long, but really a team name is something you cheer for, right? You're supposed to cheer for Let's go. Hurricanes. Come on. Hurricanes. Let's go. Hurricanes here in the Bay area. We have a soccer team called the earthquakes. Let's go. Earthquakes. Come on. Earthquakes. Destroy some homes, shatter some freeways. Let's go. Earthquakes. I think there was a team in San Diego called the wildfires. I'm not making that up. I think like a minor league team. I forget the sport, maybe a club team, the wildfires. Let's go wildfires. How stupid are we humans? The way we have named our sports teams. This is beyond Redskins and Indians. And even I remember Aztecs was under fire when I was at San Diego State. A lot of groups would pick it. No more Aztecs. It was offensive to some. I get all that. You know, if you want to be politically correct, if you're a marginalized group or a minority group that feels like a team name, is poking fun at you or offending you. I get it. But what are we doing with the natural disasters names? Miami Hurricanes. You got the San Jose Earthquakes. I think there was a team called the Wildfires. Can you think of any others? The Lake Elsinore Storm. Cheering for a storm. Let's go, Storm. Come on. Ruin our roof. This is the hackiest bit I think I've ever dropped on Here We Go. Although it's working for some of you, right? Maybe there's two people who are like, Yeah, what the hell is up with these team names? You get them, Josh. See, I'll start the picketing for that. I'll start the picketing for that. I'll go to a Miami Hurricanes football game, stand outside, and tell them it's no longer right. Wait, it has to rhyme, right? It truly is insane to be named the Hurricane. Hurricanes. Partial credit. When you picket and you march, right, in a circle, you have to say something that rhymes, right? My cousin's name is Larry. Our team name is too scary. Why would anyone care for my cousin's name, though, in that chant? But I got to the part that people do need to hear, and that's, our team name is scary. Hurricanes. Something that's going to wipe out a lot of homes this week. Also, (laughs) all right, I'll get off this. Sorry. Hope you fast-forwarded this part. All right, let me get to this real quick. The evolution of thinking you're really cool and then realizing you're not cool at all happens at about my age. So cool, right? It's relative to the customer, how you define cool, how I define cool, but we all know cool people. I used to be cool. I can honestly tell you that. And I know why. I could give you the story and I could fast forward to when I realized, oh, yeah, not cool anymore. Just not a cool fella. Not a cool dude. And the greatest celebrity example ever is Henry Winkler, right? Henry Winkler, was Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz on Happy Days. Fast forward. Look at that actor now. Oh, just a nice Jewish grandpa. He's not cool anymore. Kind of a warm fella you'd see during the high holidays at Temple. Hi, Fonzarelli. Hi, Henry. How are you? So he evolved. He had to look in the mirror. He used to be leather jacket, sunglasses, Fonzie. Hey, cool. At some point he had to look in the mirror and go, uh-oh, nope. All right, so here's my evolution. True story. Fifth grade is when I peaked. I guess when you have an older sibling, you kind of advance yourself. Like you feel like you should be doing the things that your older sibling is doing. So you fast forward life. You listen to 2 Live Crew? You listen to NWA? Hey, I need that tape. I like listening to them too. You wear satin starter jackets? I also think I like satin starter jackets. You like the movie House Party? With Kid and Play? Huh. Just so happens, I like the movie House Party. You know, all these things. You try to emulate your older sibling. Some of you know, if you have an older sibling, you just follow that path. You don't even question it. But sometimes you have an older sibling who's already in the mood to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. So fifth grade, actually, I wanted a girlfriend earlier than that. It's kind of weird. I think I wanted a girlfriend in second grade. How young was I on the prowl at the Dixie Schoolyard? That school's not named Dixie anymore, but I'll do a full podcast on that sometime at the elementary school blacktop during recess. Hey ladies, open for business. And I had a lot of success, I did. Cool, I think I was imitating Marky Mark style. No, not Mark Wahlberg, but Marky Mark, I'm talking about the Funky Bunch. I had the denim overalls, one strap down, sometimes two straps down. So here is the peak of coolness. And I had just thought about this story because I was talking about how I met one of my closest friends, who's also named Josh. So I was telling this story. How did we meet? And it was Outdoor Ed at Walker Creek. Outdoor Ed was like a little field trip where all the elementary schools went out to cabins in the woods to learn about the great outdoors. But really, it was just a lot of hormones on display. Maybe, maybe not just me. Okay, great. Well, prior to Outdoor Ed, see, I went to Dixie. The other elementary school is called Vallecito. You taking notes? The only reason you would know somebody from the other elementary schools is if you're on a sports team and you know some of them. So I feel like I knew some people there, but not many. I was a Dixie kid, right? Doesn't that sound rebellious? I was a Dixie kid in the 80s. So my buddy Matt and I are on our bikes one day and we had a friend named Leah. And Leah had a friend at Vallecito. Are you following any of this? So Matt and I are on our bikes going all around town. We're going through schools. We're going through, I can't make that sound like it's any more interesting, roads. But we rode our bike all the way to Mary Silvera. This is way too inside right now. No one knows what the hell I'm talking about. Or all of you know what I'm talking about. Because Leah had a friend from her soccer team and they were hanging out at the park. So Matt and I, we go to the park and I see this girl. Cute. Face full of braces. Tight ponytail. Jorts. Gene Shorts, see this girl, had never seen her before, also a fifth grader at the other elementary school. And now we're circling like a couple of sharks on our bikes, just circling the two girls as they're hanging out at the soccer field. Not talking to them, really. This is what happens. You know, you flirt without talking at that age, I guess. But we knew Leah's phone number, so we just took a look, we said hi. That's it? I don't even know if we officially met the new girl But we raced home to Matt's, grabbed the landline, and called Leah's house. And said, "Uh, yeah, is your friend single? Turns out she was. So I said, give me that phone. I said, put her on. She said, hello. And I said immediately, would you like to be my girlfriend? No shame. Got right to the point. Do you want to go out? Should we be exclusive? I just met you for 14 seconds. I was the guy on the bike with the denim overalls. And she said... Okay, so just like that, I had a girlfriend. And this is all before Outdoor Ed, where all the elementary schools come together. This is before Outdoor Ed. It's coming up in a month, and I have a girlfriend. Get her phone number. I think our dates included walking together at the mall with our parents' three stores behind, maybe. I think my mom packed a lunch for me. You like this story? I don't think this is cool anymore. This became embarrassing. But yeah, walk together at the mall, maybe go to a movie, Parents sit three rows behind. These are terrible dates. Terrible. But my God, I was cool. Had a girlfriend. Cute girlfriend at the other elementary school telling all my friends. Wait till you meet her, boys. She's spectacular in every way. To be a fifth grader and have a mysterious girlfriend at another school and you get to tell your group of friends she's just so great. I think this one's going to work out. I think we're together forever. We just get each other. And the boys at her elementary school, now they've heard of me. Who is this Rosenberg kid? What's he all about? Oh, you'll see at Walker Creek. So I'm pretty sure when Walker Creek came around, there was a lot of hype surrounding this hot relationship, folks. Pretty sure we immediately broke up by lunch, but that's not the story. That's not the story. The story was that I was cool enough to have a girlfriend at another school and just asked her out like that. Boom. No shame. Spit game. Do you know what spit game means? Of course you do. It's the vernacular. The slang of the youth. Spit some game. I think it means speak to a girl in a way that's going to be so endearing, she's going to want you. Spit that game. I remember getting off the bus. I think I brought tapes without a tape player, just assuming there'd be a tape player. Vanilla ice. Definitely brought a vanilla ice tape. Jordans. I had Jordans. It's the only pair of Jordans I ever had. Why would I wear those to outdoor ed, to hike? I don't know. I guess I was a little bit showy. So yeah, pretty sure she dumped me later that day. But at the barnyard boogie that night, that's where the other Josh, my nemesis, made a short joke directed right at me. And I made a freckle joke directed right at him. So it did not start well. But that's like a lot of friendships, right? Start a little rocky, then you realize, hey, we have common ground. And now we're pals for life. Fast forward, folks. I remained cool, right? In my head, I remained cool, remained cool. Kept it cool through high school, perhaps. Kept it cool through college, all right. Uh, Found myself a wife, and then two weeks ago, we went to YouTube and we looked up how to floss dance. This is the dance you see little kids doing, where they put their stiff arms in front of them, going side to side while their hips go the other way. It's the dumbest dance of all time. It's called flossing. You could look it up on YouTube. What did we look up? When our baby was asleep how to floss dance and we took it seriously and when it was her turn to attempt it i go no 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 arms out get your arms out and when it was my turn i was like very seriously studying this how to floss dance youtube video and i learned it i learned it pretty quickly actually and at first i was proud of myself and then i caught a glimpse of myself in the window reflection and i went oh Oh, okay that's the moment You are no longer cool. Because we weren't doing it ironically. Or maybe we were. I don't know. But like, we were really trying to learn this for some reason. And evaluating each other. And almost congratulating one another. You did it. You're doing it. Like the Utes of America, Fred Gwynn and my cousin Vinny. What is a Ute? That's the spectrum. You start off cool with your denim overalls. Two straps down with a turtleneck underneath. A backwards Chris Mullen hat. That's right. It had puff paint for a Chris Mullen signature. So vanilla ice tape, cute girlfriend, let everybody know who you are when you get off the bus to looking up how to floss dance like the youths, youths with your wife. All right, so downhill from here, but at least I got the stories. At least I can remember. All right, let me dance out of that one. I heard something interesting. If you think about it right now, just think about it right now. There have not been a lot of great comedy movies in recent history. I'm talking about ones where everybody's at the theater talking about it. I can remember Wedding Crashers seeing that in the theater. If you did see it in the theater or Knocked Up, you could even go back further to some of the great Jim Carrey movies, Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber. You remember going to the theater, the type of laughs you would have. I don't want to go back too far. I feel like Sasha Baron Cohen with Borat. That got people excited in the theaters. Anchorman was big. Will Ferrell had a few big ones. The Hangover. The original Hangover, though, it's going back 10 years. It's been a while. Borat, that's more than 10 years ago. Bridesmaids was good. Old school. You know, comedies that you just assume everybody saw. There's something about Mary. Napoleon Dynamite. Are you kidding me? These are really good movies. It's been a long time. yet, Stand-up comedy right now is hot. It's been a renaissance for these comedy clubs throughout America. Stand-up comedy is hot. Maybe it coincides with the mental health epidemic and anxiety and depression that people need to laugh. So you see stand-up all over Netflix. A lot of people are packing the clubs. A lot of these comedians' podcasts are being listened to by big audiences. It's great. But why is it not translating to comedy movies? No one's big right now. There's not a big name in comedy movies right now, but there's a lot of big time comics. Seriously, I see a lot of previews for comedy movies and I go, oh my God, how sad. Like how sad that that actor's doing that. Just stuff that looks terrible right now that you know nobody's going to the theater to see. So the question is why? I was listening to Chris D'Elia, really good comic. He has his own podcast. And he said, the comics at the comedy store, we don't want a script that we didn't write by some Hollywood production with jokes that we don't feel connected to. He was saying the comics today at the comedy store, we would like to do dramas or horror movies or action. He's like, we get to do comedy on stage with a real audience right in front of us with material that we could come up with on the spot. And it kind of made sense. He's like, why would I want to be connected to a movie that might flop a comedy where people who don't know my standup would connect me to that? Cause most people obviously would know the movie, not just somebody's, stand-up comedy material it's very true you know even some of the biggest names in the history of comedy most people would just know their movie careers like robin williams he was a stand-up comedian how many people can remember a robin williams bit no you remember robin williams movies basically the funniest people already have an outlet they don't need to be connected to these hollywood productions that probably get ripped apart by critics most critics don't like comedies most critics just destroy all comedies Why subject yourself to that? So that's what we're seeing right now. Stand-up comedians are just becoming their own business. They don't need the Hollywood vehicle anymore. It's pretty interesting. They say, I got a microphone. I got a podcast. I can go on tour. I could sell my merch. And eventually, if I become a big name, hey, maybe I could pick and choose and do some drama. A lot of comics have wanted to do drama. Think about Steve Martin, one of the biggest names, if not the biggest, in comedy movies throughout the years. He turned to drama early. Now, most people could remember a little bit about his stand-up career, but when he went into the movies, I mean, he had a few decent comedies, but then Steve got serious. You know, Dave Chappelle's done a couple, right? Half-Baked. I think one with Norm MacDonald was called Screwed, but not good. No one thinks of, oh, Chappelle's movies. God, I love Chappelle's movies. But he has become such a successful comic that you know he's not about to do another comedy movie, attempt to act. That era is over where comedians say the key to success is acting in a sitcom or maybe I'll be able to have a buddy comedy team. Forget it. Ova. Adios. All right, I'm ending with something serious. Real serious. The fact that many Americans, I will not speak for every American. I should probably only speak for myself. But you get the sense that many Americans read about mass shootings and they process it pretty rapidly. As in, this is sad, this is senseless, thoughts and prayers, this is awful, what can I do? I feel powerless. And then at some point you move on. Your mind just goes to the next topic. Because when you're inundated with so much devastation, and it seems to be so repetitive, it's tough to look at one and say, oh, that's the one that's really consumed me. Because two weeks later, there's going to be another mass shooting. Not just talking about schools all over. The most recent one in Odessa, Texas. So you read the article and you go, okay, this is probably the result of what our country has always been. I like when people try to make it seem like it's something new. Well, the technology is new. I get all that. The force of these weapons, it's modern, that's new. But it's always been a gun culture. So it's sad. I'm not getting into the gun rights debate, that ugly debate that nobody wins. I feel like it would be nice common ground if everybody in this debate would just admit, yeah, we'd like... Zero mass shootings, not less, but the goal is zero, no more, no more. However, the old saying, and I don't even know this saying about making your bed. and Now you have to sleep in it. I should know sayings if I'm going to try to use them, but like, that's your bed and you made it and now you have to sleep in it. You know, that saying you bought that bed. Okay. You went mattress shopping. That's your bed. That's your comforter. And now you have to sleep in that bed. Well, that's America with gun culture. It's always been the case. It's how we became a country. You detach from a British monarchy. You go, we're going to set up this new style of government, democracy, where old, rich, white men who believe in Jesus Christ are making all the decisions. How about that for equality? You know, that's how it started with slavery and women couldn't vote. And it's a very ugly form of democracy, of course. And now we've evolved and now it smells a little more like equality. But that's not my point. My point is that the fact that I'm even here right now in America is because we used guns in a war and won And that is something that's glorified and celebrated the violence that it took in the Revolutionary War and the American Revolutionary War to even become a country and take this land that I'm sitting on right now. You could give credit to a lot of smart generals. You could give credit to the allies we had. But really, in the end, we used guns properly and better than the enemy. Muskets, bayonets, old school guns rifles pistols just big fat cannons that's the 1700s did they know it would evolve to this no key and peel did a great skit about that at the time we know when they're creating the second amendment if they knew it would evolve to this and look like this eh, perhaps they would have thought about it differently but you can't really have that kind of foresight here's my point a lot of people who are having this outcry of why why how did we get here why are we a country so in love with guns now me personally not at all never even shot one would never go to a gun range for recreation and leisure just wouldn't people do it fine people go hunting fine i really don't judge if you're using a gun properly not maliciously or violently against other people great for protection you do you me not my thing but little kids little kids are exposed to it it's a toy. Anything from G.I. Joe, Cowboys and Indians. Even a water gun. Even a water gun is a gun. It's the first form of a gun. They'll just put it in a three-year-old's hand. Hey, here's a gun. It squirts water. Still, you're holding a gun. Every movie, right? A good old western. Who doesn't love a western? In this country, people love westerns and mob movies. Guns, 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 shooting, shooting, shooting. Guns, guns, guns. Haven't even talked about video games. The amount of hours kids will sit in front of the screen. I'm not saying these kids are learning awful habits. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you're exposed to it. So I've actually reached a point where I'm not surprised. And this is, in a weird way, the natural direction of humanity. If we've celebrated guns, glorified guns, used them for military accomplishments, and there's just a long list of how we can credit the use of guns for so many positives and benefits, yeah, I guess there really is, if I had to make that debate have guns been helpful sure at times and now on the flip side we're trying to rearrange how a lot of people view them i don't want to say impossible but it's tough it's tough i always ask my students that would you feel safer if you owned one a lot of their hands go up i say it's a safe zone you could say whatever you want in this class would you feel better would you feel safer if you had a gun on you at all times and a lot of these kids who are not violent people raise their hand and say yes and at first you go whoa it's a bit shocking and then it just becomes okay that's normal Why would i'd be shocked that kids look at guns and go yeah i want one probably need one that's what our country's all about all right that got serious at the end so i'm just going to tiptoe out of here but that's episode 66 leave a review why don't you let's be twitter friends at j rosenberg 957 this one's in the books it's all done that's episode 66 i'll talk to you soon